0: All right, let's, let's go ahead and get started. Um, spiritual warfare, this is, this is lesson three. And um, so we're going to do some reviews. So we'll catch up, those of you that maybe missed or um, maybe this is your first time. That's okay. Don't worry about it. I mean, if you miss, it's summer, you know. Um, you'll get something out of it no matter um, if you have to miss or not so let's pray Lord God we thank you uh, thank you for this uh, beautiful place we live Colorado uh, nice summer weather warm but but nice and uh, thank you for these people that they could be doing a lot of other things but here they are uh, wanting to learn more about you and your words so thank you and bless them for it and as we as we study this this uh, spiritual warfare we um, uh, topic: We just pray for wisdom and help from your Spirit to understand, but also to apply, so that um, it really makes a difference in our life, because that's 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 the point of it. So um, we want to be uh, uh, better better followers of you. So to that end, we 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 commit ourselves to you for this time, in Jesus' name, Amen. So um, the enemies. Welcome, Dylan. Um. The human nature. So we started last last week on this thing called the human nature. Um, we 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 um, we said that um, this is this is the word flesh in the King James version, which is kind of hard for us to relate to. So it's more re- realistic and understandable to us to say the enemy called the flesh, is actually the human nature. So this is what we said. This kind of um, capsulizes a lot of what we said. We said that mankind is, is, a, is a curious mix. Um, they're made in the image of God, okay? Um, so uh, there's, there's all kinds of beautiful stuff that can be thought, felt, and produced by mankind because mankind is in the image of God. But since Genesis 3, which we studied the first week, um, there's an anti-God bent or tendency to our natures, and that's the human nature. And that, that anti-God bent or tendency of the human nature is why the Bible says the, the human nature is, a, is an enemy. It, it causes us trouble. Uh, so that means uh, human nature... Uh, it's natural for us. If you wonder why you do these things, it's because it's natural. Um, it's natural for us to think we can do better for ourselves apart from God. That's just natural. Uh, we have to work at it. We have to work at it to feel different than that. It's, it's natural for us to be strangely drawn to or attracted to what's dirty. And why? Well, why, is, why should we even be attracted to that stuff? It's the human nature since Genesis 3. It's natural for us to resist authority. Where does that come from? Well, it's natural. We don't have to work at resisting authority. We talked about, gave examples of little kids and stuff like that. That's why kids are tough to raise, you know? They like to resist authority. Um, And it's natural for us to um, resist, to, to restrain ourselves to resist those things that we want to do. Remember the three laws of the sinner that we, we talked about in, in Genesis 3. If it, if, it, if, it, if it looks good, take it. If it tastes good, eat it. If it's going to make you better, go ahead and pursue it. And that's how we live. And it's hard, that's just natural. It's hard not to follow those things. Um, so that's the human nature. So um, so that means that the bright colors, the way I picture it, the bright colors of the image of God in mankind have a brown sludge added to them, um, mixed all into it, which is our human natures, all right? So, um, the other thing we talked about, and I'm going to put it back up on the board, is the Bible's perspective. Um, The perspective of the Bible, which is really important, is it's going to come back in a lot of what we say is, is, I'll write it just over here on the side, is, is that um, the inner, the inner life is key, all right? And what's inside produces what's outside. Okay, so if you see garbage stuff coming out of people in terms of, of thoughts and, and, and actions and things, it comes from here, and, and um, so where does the healing have to take place? In the Bible's idea, the healing has to be applied here. And that's what, that's what God does. That's what salvation does. Salvation isn't about the outside. The sal- salvation is about the inside, changing the inside. And if you change the inside, the outside will be changed. And that's why. That's why it says in some places, it says things like those who do such things, um, you know, are, are, uh, are, uh, are, are liars and, and cheaters and uh, uh, sexual immoral people. It says they won't enter the kingdom of God, not because they do those things, but because it means their insides are still nasty and all that nasty stuff is coming out. So um, that's the Bible's perspective, um, all right, so that's, that's a little bit of a review from last week. Now, let's talk about um, the war within. So um, we mentioned this, we started into this last time in Galatians, and we're going we're gonna to dive into this a little bit more because it's really important. This is the practical stuff because it's one thing, you know, okay, so you know what the human nature of the flesh is. What do you do about it? Okay, well... Galatians 5 is great. So we're going to talk about the war within. So so for us as Christians, it's a little bit different because, or a big difference, not a little bit different, because we're made in the image of God, and we have our human nature, which is that corrupted thing, anti-God bent, but we also have a new nature, the Holy Spirit within. Um, It's called various things in 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 the Bible. And that arrow... Indicates that there's friction, there's there's a conflict, there's budding of heads between the human nature and our new nature. Um, that's the war within, okay, and that's um, uh, that's that's the spiritual warfare that we face day by day. Um, you may never cast out a demon, uh, and probably won't. I'm guessing most of us here will never cast out a demon or anything like that. But this is. This is, you're, you're fighting this right now. It's going on right in your mind right now, in your heart. So um, uh, so let's look at Galatians 5. So open your Bibles. If you don't have one with you, um, rather than doing my phone, I'm going to use one of these. Um, Galatians 5. So look at that. We're going we're gonna to be looking at this, so keep it open there. And uh, this is really, really a good... A good passage for just thinking about practical stuff. Um, I, in in a short course like this, there's so much that could be said about this, and I mean basically, when you're talking about the warfare against the flesh, it can be a whole course on the on the spiritual life. <laughs> I mean basically, but um, I thought this one passage has the most easily grasped. Um, principles here for what, how to handle this thing called the human nature as Christians. So let's look at this. Um, it says there, um, Galatians five eighteen in your notes, it says this, this passage talks about walking by the spirit, being led by the spirit, living by the spirit and keeping step with the spirit. And we're going to talk about how that works out in real life because we read about that stuff and it can be kind of, woo, how do you get a handle on that? You know? Um, it's, it's, it's really pretty clear here. So, verses 19 through 21. Um, so, verses 19 through 21, this, th- this passage is in two parts. 19 through 21, present the direction the natural human nature takes. So, somebody read that, who's got it, 19 through 21, and then tell us, what is the direction the natural human nature takes us in? All right, go ahead. Okay, so we looked at some of those things last week. In fact, we looked at some of them in detail, trying to say, trying to see that, hey, yeah, orgies, maybe we don't relate to, but, um, you know, some of these things like envy, you know, you're looking at Facebook and, man, the envy comes up. Instagram, these people doing all this stuff, and you're going, what's wrong with my life, you know, and um, getting discouraged and all this kind of stuff. Um, It's there. So, so you, you can see what what the direction is that the that the human nature wants to take us. Now, somebody read twenty two and twenty three. This presents the other direction, the direction that the Spirit wants to lead us into. So, somebody read that. Okay. So, that's pretty clear. I mean, the contrast is huge between where the, where the human nature wants to take us. And you may not never get to the total extreme of that, but that's where it wants to take you. That's its tendency. It's anti-God, into that kind of stuff. Um, we see it in the world all around us. And, um, but the Spirit is taking us in a different direction, over here. And it's, it's, it's night and day. So if you want to know where the Spirit's trying to... If you want to walk by the Spirit, be led by the Spirit, uh, living in the Spirit, keeping in step with the Spirit, you're going to be going this way. Okay? You're not going to be going this way. All right? I mean, that's pretty That's pretty simple uh, in, that, in that sense. But um, let's see how this works in real life situations. Okay? Um, so... Remember last week, I talked about um, just that very day, I was coming down Mineral. Do you remember that? And what happened? You remember? (laughs) The guy stopped in our lane to turn left, and there was a left turn lane over here, but he didn't. He wasn't in there. So he waited, and I was behind him, and he waited. So, all right. You got that? Put yourself in that situation. Close your eyes. Put yourself there, man. Feel it. You feel it? (laughs) Feel all that stuff coming up? Feel what's going on? All right. Feel that tendency, uh, that natural tendency. What is it? What's the natural tendency? What do you feel? Anger. Yeah. What do you want to do? What comes out of that anger? So the inner, what kind of stuff comes out? Hopefully not the finger, but maybe, maybe, you know honking that horn, you know, you might honk that horn clear down the street, you know, until he turns for five minutes or whatever. Um, And um, all that stuff comes out. Okay, so you got the picture. All right, that's the human nature. What you're feeling there and what you're responding to is the inner, inner you, the human nature, what comes naturally. That comes naturally. You don't have to teach yourself that. You don't have to work at that. In fact, you have to work to not do that, you know, um, and then all the stuff comes out, and that's what you see, all right? So um, so the tendency is there. We'll feel, we'll feel that. that. That's with envy. I mean, if you're looking on Facebook and Instagram and seeing all that stuff, you're going to feel that. It's just the way it is. It's natural. Don't be surprised. Don't say, where's that coming from? Well, it's, it's just the way it is. Um, so, but what do, you, what do you need to do then so that you don't live by that stuff, so that when that guy stops in your lane, you're not getting all freaked out. You don't. You don't have to, and the Spirit says you don't have to. And you see, that's a lie of the world. We're going to talk about the world in a minute. The world says, talks about freedom. What is real freedom? Is f- real freedom having being controlled by those impulses, such that when you're angry, you're angry, you have to flip the bird. Is, is, is that freedom? Isn't freedom the ability to sit behind that guy and say, I'm not going to do that, and just smile and be at peace? I mean, that's true freedom, but the world lies to us and says, true freedom is just giving in to all your impulses and everything. Well, that's, the Bible says that's slavery. And if you think about it, that's absolutely true. And how could anybody call slavery to our passions freedom? But the world does, and the world buys into it. Um, so, uh, so what do we do then? It's, it's right here. Um, the Bible says, number one, you have to resolve. So you're, you have to resolve to follow truth, the Holy Spirit, no matter what. All right? That's step number one. And um, this is sometimes called committing your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ just making that resolve, just generally, not even in this specific situation, but generally making that commitment in your heart that um, whenever you come to a fork in the road, whenever I come to the fork in the road, here's the the way of the flesh or the world, here's the way of, of the Holy Spirit and truth, and Jesus, you just make a commitment. Whenever I come to that fork, I'm going this way. And you just make that commitment. That's, that's, that's called the Lordship of Christ in your life. It's as simple as that. You just say, whenever I come to a fork, I'm going to take that fork. And it might be hard. It might get me fired. It might get me fired. Uh, it might get me in trouble. I mean, for some people in the world, it gets them killed. But you just make that decision. No matter what, I'm going to um, take this fork whenever I come to it. Now, it, it's not, so, so here's, here's how these things work. To the degree, okay, it's a matter of degree, to the degree that you have this resolve in your heart, you will have an easier time fighting and winning the battle of the flesh of the human nature, to the degree that you have not ever made this decision or it's very weak or you're kind of waffling on that, um, you're not sure of it, to that degree, you're going to have a big trouble winning the war against the flesh. Okay? So, um, it's up to you. you, you make it, I mean, if, if, you wanna, if you want to um, have some success at the stuff against the flesh... You got to got to have that resolve in your heart. Okay, so it starts there. Um, then you've got to number two, you've got to know the truth. That is what the Holy Spirit wants you to do. I that that's just obvious, isn't it? I mean, you come to a fork in the road. You got to know if you don't if if you're ignorant of this, if this if this, you don't even know about it, it's hidden to you. You're just going to keep walking this way, the way of the flesh, because you don't know any better. You just don't know anything. Um, You've got to know the word. How do you know? How do you know the truth and what the Holy Spirit wants you to do? you you got to know the Bible, okay? Um, So the degree, here again, it's a matter of degree. The degree to which you know the Bible, it saturates your life. You know what God wants you to do and you understand it, to that degree, you're going to have a much bigger success at winning this battle and taking these good paths and not ending up over here somewhere, okay? That just makes sense, just makes sense. Because if you don't know, you're going to walk right by that. You're going to walk right by the good path and you're going to be way down the trail on the bad path and somebody somewhere is going to say finally, oh, didn't, you know you're, didn't you know that was bad? Oh, no, I didn't. Well, man, you sure got yourself in trouble. So what we don't know as a Christian can hurt us, okay? That's a principle of life as a Christian. What we don't know can hurt us. All right, so that's, that's, that's uh, number two. Number three is you've got to desire and love the truth the way the, the, of the Holy Spirit. Um, it's one thing to make a resolve. You can make a resolve, and say, okay, I resolved, I'm going to take that path. I don't, I don't really want to, and, uh, but I resolved to do it. You can do that, but you're going to have a tough time. I mean, that's good. And sometimes our resolve just comes down to duty. You know, we all have that. Um, but if you're really going to be victorious in this, in this stuff, um, you've got to love that direction. You've got to. You've got to look at this. You've got to look at this and say, you know what? I I don't want to be stirred up with anger and all this negative, black emotions whenever I'm driving. Why should I do that? I can drive around town in peace. I can do that. Why don't I do that? Shut up, flesh. I don't want you. I don't like what you, where, where you're leading me. It's garbage. I want to I live a life of peace and kindness. I want to be kind. The Bible says be kind to everybody. That's what I want. I don't want to be a nasty guy that's yelling at people and everything. Why should I want that? So the more that you have those kinds of, you develop that kind of positive aspect to your, to your resolving, this, this battle is going to go a lot better for you. To the degree that you're, you've got that resolve, but you're very reluctant. Yeah, you, know, you know, man, I like, I like yelling at people, and uh, man, I'm gonna, I'm an American. Americans, they have the rights, and you know, nobody's gonna stop me from doing that. You know, that kind of thing. Um, it, it, as when you when you exalt that kind of, and that's that's your ideal, and that's what you love. It's going to be really tough when you get to this 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 turning point here to take that decision, to take this road. So that's, that's another principle. Um, so finally, number four. So you've, you've got the resolve. You know what the Spirit wants you to do, and you've got this desire, and then you take the step. You lean into it. Um, you lean into this way. You take that step. That's, that's why it's called keeping in step with the Spirit the spirit is step 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 stepping this way and you realize you say okay i understand that i know the word i understand where the where the spirit's trying to lead me where he's stepping out and man i really want to go that way so i'm going to give it a try i'm going to take some steps that direction and when you at, at simultaneously you're t- you're taking steps and leaning away every step you take this way takes you a step away from this okay and that's what this, that's what this passage is, is talking about. It says, being led by the Spirit, keeping in step by the Spirit, living in close, keeping close to the Spirit. Don't let him get way out there and you're going, where's the Spirit? I don't even see him anymore. It's been, he's so far out there, I don't even know <laughs> where he is. You know, keep him close. Now, I'll tell you about this too. Um, this will be really hard at first. If, if you're new at this game, this will be really hard Because this this is really a deep, rutted road. I mean, it's deep. You know, like those wagon trails that you see in the prairies where the wagon trains went west and thousands of these wagon wheels went through there, and the ruts got so deep that they're still there today. They're still there to the day. So if you've been living this way for 20, 30 years, it's going to be tough to get out of that rut. At first, but each time you do it, it'll get a little bit easier. I guarantee it; it will. But it may be a, a real struggle for a while. There's no doubt about that. Um, for most of us, it will be a real struggle for a while. All right. So um, Hebrews 5:14 has, is an interesting verse. Somebody, somebody, pick that out and read it for us. Hebrews 5:14. So he's talking about those who are mature, and then he gives a little, he, he gives a little description there. He says, food, solid food is for the mature. Who are the mature? They're those who have their powers of discernment trained by what? Constant practice. Constant practice. Constant practice. Constant practice. And I, I'll tell you another thing. When you, the more you practice this on little things, the more success you'll have at the big things. If you can, if it's, it's surprising how, if you can, if you can get yourself just on something little, like somebody stopping in traffic, if you can get, get ahead of that and come out of that and smiling and at peace, it's amazing what that'll do to your life. It's amazing what it'll do for the rest of your choosing the right path. It will, it'll make, it'll each, it builds, it builds. Um, But the other thing is true too. The more you come to this and veer this way, come to this, veer this way, come to this, veer this way. Um, if that's been your pattern, it's going to be tough to take this one. Okay, so that's just a little warfare on the flesh. That's kind of how it, how, it, how it works. Now, I want to I just point out, notice the relationship between truth and the Holy Spirit. What's the relationship there? First of all, notice it's capital T. So when we we put truth in the capital T, what do you think we're talking about? Scripture, yeah, Bible. So we say the result result to follow the truth, the Holy Spirit. Why Why do we put those in juxtaposition like that? Why do we put those together? We say, know the truth, in other words, what the Holy Spirit wants you to do. Why do we do that? Yeah. Um, the, Bible is, the Bible is the key tool of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's the most important tool of the Holy Spirit in your life. Um, I mean, th- this, is, this is the Holy Spirit's book. I mean, we understand. I mean, it's God's book, but the Holy Spirit is the one that inspired over thousands of years, all these different people through all the events had this thing written for us. I mean, that's amazing. Right, this, this thing is really, really important. And so... Um, when you talk about keeping in step with the Spirit, it's here that you know what steps the Spirit takes. You don't know that if you don't know this. It doesn't come out of the air. It's right here. This is where you know what the Spirit, how the Spirit walks, the steps that the Spirit takes, the direction He wants you to go in, how to be led by the Spirit. Well, His leading comes primarily here. Yeah, I mean, He can lead otherwise, but that's like maybe 10 5 10%. 90 to 95%, and even 99% of the Spirit's leading is right here. So that's why I that's why put those two things together. All right. So, um, and then that all goes back to this. In the Bible, you know, it's, it's this inner stuff. You get working on this. The battle of the flesh is in here. Get that worked on, get that healed, and the outside stuff will come. Okay. All right. So, um, that's what I wanted to finish up on the flesh, or the human nature. Questions? Comments? Before we move into the world? I'll have my passer-outer go ahead and pass these out. While he's doing that, any any comments or questions? Anything you... um, Oh, by the way, um, just look on the back of your page. There's application there please do that. I mean, I really encourage you to go through those application things. It's really this. It really just asks you to take some situations, real life things in your life. You know, I did a real life one in my life, a real, some real life stuff in your life. And, and, and this week, practice this and see what happens. See what happens. See if it's practical. If it isn't, you can write me and say, that oh, was a bunch of garbage. It didn't do, I mean, it didn't make any sense in my life and didn't, you know, didn't help me to, be kinder or anything like that, so, or you might say, hey, thanks, I mean, it, it, it worked, so, um, I hope it does, I mean, I, I know it will, um, because it's, it's in the Word, so, um, but, but do that, um, because that's what's going to take what we're doing here and get it into your lives. All right, so, We got another enemy, enemy number two, um, the world. Um, <clears throat> so the world, again, just like the flesh, the world is a broad term. What's the world? When, when the Bible says the world is not a friend to the Christian, it's, it's an enemy, what, what's it talking about? Well, I want to go through this, I don't want to belabor the point. And so um, I put the verses up there so we don't have to spend time looking at them. But so Matthew thirteen thirty five. Somebody read that. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter what has been hidden since the foundation. Of the, world. the foundation of the world. I mean, what what, what do you think when he when the that passage is talking about the world. What's it talking about? Yeah, the physical earth, you know, when God created the physical earth. Yeah. All right. So one meaning of, a, just just as you read your Bible, just realize, okay, yeah. I mean, it's very similar. I mean, we use the word world in different ways, too. We can talk about the physical world. Um, all right. John 3:16 famous verse. Somebody read it or say it out from memory? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish. Okay, so now here when the word world is used, what's it, what's it referring to? Is it referring to the physical earth? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's called it's referring to people, the people of the world, mankind. So it's another way of saying mankind. Okay, and we and we use the same thing, you know. Um, it makes sense to us to use the idea of world um, to, to refer to people. All right. So sometimes when in, when the when the Bible uses the word world, it's just referring to mankind, to people. So you can realize that when you're reading the Bible. All right. Um, now, so we're we're starting to get the idea that maybe as we move along here, the world, the idea of the world is going to have something to do with people. Maybe. Okay. Um, We're moving away from the idea of the world as the physical ball, earth, okay? Um, That maybe that's not the enemy that we're talking about, okay? Um, Somebody read this one, John 17, 16 through 18. Now this is interesting. What what's the idea of world here? Society. Okay, society. What makes you think so? Because we're set apart as Christians. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, good. It's 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 moving into the idea of of society, not not just people. As physical entities, but society. Um, Think about what it means when Jesus says the disciples are sent into the world, but they're not of the world. What does that mean? Let me help you with it. With, what, what if I said, what if I said this? I'm in America, but I'm not of America. Suppose I was a Rwandan, okay? I'm a Rwandan, and I came to the United States. I've been here six months or something like that. I'm writing a letter back. And um, I'm writing back to my, to my brother. And I say... I'm here in America, but I'm not of America. What do you think that guy would be saying? Okay, that's, that's a good point. He, he, he's living here. Physically, he's living here. But it's not, it's not his home. He's what? He's not part of... He's not part of what? The culture. Yeah, the culture... Um, Who who said society? Kyle said society, the culture, the society. So he's here among these people, the world of Americans in America, the place America among physical beings that are Americans, but he's not of them. He's not of their culture. He's not of their society. So that's, that's what he's saying here, okay? We're Jesus people. We're here in the world, but we're not of the world. We're of Jesus. We're of the... Heavenly kingdom, okay? So that's, that's a little, that helps us move in the right direction here. Now, um, somebody read Romans twelve two. We're just trying to zero in on what this idea of world is as, as an enemy. What's that, what's that say? Okay, so what, yeah, what is this saying? How, can you see how this relates to what we just said? Do not be conformed to this world. What, what are we not to be conformed to? Obviously, it's not the physical ball of earth with trees and animals on it. Um, yeah. Okay, again, the culture, the society, okay? When we say, so let's zero in on that. When we say culture, what are, we, what are we talking about? What comes to mind when you're talking about do not be conformed to, conformed to this culture? Okay, all right. What else? Human nature, Human nature. okay. All right, yep. Um, it's interesting here. Andrew, you brought that up. We'll, we'll talk about that, the, the, the connection between the world and the, the, the human nature. It's, it's implied here. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. So if we want to be changed inside, one thing we have to do is we have to watch out about what the world's doing to us. Because what's, what's implied here? What's the world trying to do to us? Well, yeah, it's trying to separate us from God by conforming us to its pattern, okay? Uh, and so um, here's a command, don't, don't, okay? So one of the things, so that's why these, these enemies are tricky. You, you, you can't just fight the flesh by itself. Um, you, it's, it's all tied together, the flesh and the world and the, and the evil spirits, they all kind of work together. So you can kind of see it here and look at, notice that that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God. That's that constant practice again that we saw in Hebrews, the constant practice. You get to this place and you do a little test in your mind. Okay. Which one, which one am I going to take? Which one's better? Which one? The world wants me to go this way. The Spirit and the Word are, are directing me this way. It's a, it's a test right here. It's a test right here. It's a test right here. And, you, and and there it is. That by testing, you get to this place and discern, and you get into that pattern. You get into that pattern. What is good and acceptable and perfect. All right, um, so we're getting clues here. Um, let's look at this one then, Ephesians 2.2. 2. Read that one. Okay, wow. I mean, here again, we're not, we're not going to get into the second part of that, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that's working, the sons of disobedience. But it, it brings the two again together, the idea of the world. In the previous verse, we had the, a real close connection between the world and the and human nature. Here we see it, the world and the evil spirits. So, um, But the world, you, it, it, it's saying that once we walked following the course of the world, of this world. What do you think that meant? What was he saying there? We used to walk following the course of this world. What does that mean? Okay, people before coming to Christ. And what did they follow? What's the course of this world talking about? What's that? The selfish nature. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're getting the picture here. That's, this is the idea of the world. When the Bible talks about the world as an enemy, um, it's coming out in these verses. And this is the last one. 1 John 2, 15 through 17. Somebody read that one for us. Okay, and that really, you know, Jane pretty much said it. Um, so you you you're getting the picture here. The world um, is it's it's not this physical ball, um, and it's not human beings as physical things. It's that it's the whole culture, society, way of life, way of thinking. Okay, so. Um, So there's an inner side to the world that's people's worldview, values, assumptions, convictions, all right? So when it says the course of this world or being do not be of the world, it means that your worldview, values, assumptions, and convictions, you're going to have to work at that to make sure they're not just going the way of the world, because, again, the natural thing is going to be, because we live surrounded by the world, is going to be that our worldview values, assumptions, convictions, where are we going to get them? Well, we're just immersed in this stuff, and its we have to work at it to not let that stuff just penetrate in and become our worldview values, assumptions, and convictions. And then the, in, the outer side So what's inside, their worldview, values, assumptions, and convictions, etc., it produces the music, literature, physical objects, and tools, religions, and their trappings and practices, etc., etc., then. So um, that's the culture. That's the world. um, And it's shaped by the human nature. So um, you could diagram it like this. Um, let me just, before I even get to that, let's, let's, let's erase some of this here. And um, so you've got, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to abbreviate a little bit. Um, so human, humankind is the image, I'm just going to do like this, image of God, okay? So people are the image of God. Um, that's the good side but with the human nature. And that's, that was, that's what causes the problems, okay? So, and th- th- these, this is people. This is how people are. All right, so when it says the world, it's talking about a whole society. A bunch of these characters This is the society we live in. And what's true of all these people? This. Okay. So, um, it just makes sense that if the society, 99, except for the few Christians in society, if 99% of the people are living according to what's natural, then human nature, what's going to come out? Well, in their music, their literature, their movies, their thoughts, their plans, their decisions, their lawmaking, what's what's going to influence all this, the human nature with its... Bent away from God, so it shouldn't surprise us if ninety some percent of the world is made up of people like that. That we see that kind of stuff in all this, so it shouldn't surprise us. And the and the Bible says, "Don't be surprised. That's just the way it is," you know. And uh, we just been we just been fortunate, uh, divinely providenced, that the the Christian side of things, values and worldview, has had such a big influence in America for many years but that's really really uncommon we're moving into a state which is much more common in the world okay so we shouldn't be surprised that the world is moving in this direction we should be surprised <laughs> that we had all those years when it wasn't when the, we, we we had it fairly decent that's what's surprising Hey, that was, that was a providence of God, you know? It's not that Americans were so good. It's just God, for some reason, maybe, maybe for the sake of the missionary movement or whatever, I don't know, was just being gracious. But we shouldn't be surprised at this. All right, so now, so now let's go to this thing here. Um, so I, 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 I uh, diagram it like this, the world. So there's a flow to human nature. What direction is the flow of human nature? In what direction does it go, flow? Away from God. And to all those things we talked about, okay? To all those things we talked about, all those tendencies. So there's a flow to it. Now, the world is made up of people who are going with the flow. They've got human natures and they're just going with the flow. All right? Now you're a Christian. If you just go with the flow, which direction are you're going to be headed? Not a good one. So, everything mankind as a whole, as a society, as a culture, see, those are all words you brought up, okay? So you're right on track. Everything mankind as a whole, as a society, as a culture, thinks, plans, feels, does, ri- does writes, teaches, sings, and produces, naturally takes it in the direction or flow of the human nature. That just, that just makes sense. That's the world, Okay? And now you're the Christian, and what are you doing? You see what happens? Remember in Rwanda, I was—we went to a soccer soccer match, and it's just like, you know, it's not like nice little lines and everything. There's this little gate, like about this wide, and there's thousands of people just squeezing through, pressing, trying to get in, you know we had gotten there early. And so it was, we, we, we knew that's how it was going to be. So we got there early, got in our seats. And I realized it was, it was starting to rain. And I remember, I thought, oh man, I left my jacket in the car. So I left my seat. We still had like 20 minutes till the game started. So I went out and trying to get out of that place. It was like, man, it was like warfare getting out of there. Everybody trying to get in, everybody trying to get in. And I'm this one guy just pushing through and getting pushed back and everything. That's our life guys. Why? Because everybody's heading the opposite direction. (laughs) And that's, that's, that's the Christian life. And the more the culture goes the natural way, which it is, we shouldn't be surprised at that. That's just the way it is. Um, We can do what we can to stop it. But um, yeah, I mean, pretty tough to stop. And, the calling on our lives is whether we stop it or not, is to just live for Christ. So um, the world, this is why the world is our enemy and not our friend, okay? That's the reason right there. Um, So again, the world is the society of mankind with its God-resistant tendency due to the human nature. Okay, so if you want a little little definition, I think you got it there in your notes. The, the world is the society of mankind with its God-resistant tendency due to the human nature. Okay, so that's the world. Um, does that make sense to you guys? Is, it, is that new to somebody? Does that, you got any questions about that? okay. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot, but well, I won't call in names. I should though. Uh, yeah, I should. yeah. Um, somebody explain in their own words, why is the world called an enemy of the Christian? Somebody explain in their own words. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Don't forget that within humankind is the image of God. So there are some beautiful, wonderful, cool things, you know, that, that we see in, in, in the world out there that, that human, human beings produce, but it's all tainted. Again, it's tainted. These two lessons go together. It's all tainted by that Genesis three uh, corruption of of life, which is really sad. And that's why God is so sad about it. You know. Um, um, let, let's go to let's go to uh, the the back side of your your page there some further thoughts and applications. We'll we'll, we'll talk about this, but I figured we wouldn't get through it. Maybe we'll just get through the first one. We've got about five minutes left. And then the rest, again, please go through some of this on your own. Think this through with God and uh, make it a part of your life so it's not just um, uh, a session that you came to on a Wednesday night. So, um, James 4. Somebody read James 4, verse 4. Why, do, why does James say that? Why does he say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that really true? It's a, he says, any, anybody who makes himself a friend of the world becomes what? An enemy of God. Is that really true? Don't aren't there people that are pretty friend friended up to the world and and yet are Christians? What Okay. Help help us with that then. Can you do that, Royce? I think it be Absolutely. <laughs> hmm And so you're able to uh, have a discussion. Okay. So I think that uh, we need to be careful that we we'll do try to isolate ourselves from the world Okay. Good. Thank you, Royce. That that's that's excellent. So when when he says being uh we can't be a friend of the world He's talking about this world system, the society, the culture. He's not talking about being a friend with non-Christians, okay? So don't read that wrong. He's not saying uh, you can't be a friend with non-Christians. In fact, um, what, is, what is one of the favorite names, of, uh, descriptions of Jesus? Friend of sinners, you know? Isn't that, we sing about that, friend of sinners. and um, But, I mean, Jesus is the... Obvious case in point, he was so diametrically opposed to everything that he, when he was f- a friend and loved the the the, the uh, Matthew the tax collector, um, he wasn't anything like him inside. He didn't share any of his perspective, his worldview, or anything like that. Um, rather, his purpose was to. Change, change Matthew, but he, he became friends. So thank you for that. I mean, that's, I think we can read these things wrong. Um, James is not saying do not be, do not read, he, he's not saying to not be a friend to non-Christians. He's saying do not be a friend of the world in this sense. That's why it's very important to tease out what the Bible is talking about when he talks about the world, the culture, and the, um, um, its uh, its worldview, its um, values, that sort of thing. Is that clear? Okay, um, and he says a very striking thing. He says, "You start that out again, John, what, what does he say there? It's it's a striking comment, John uh, Matt, James four four. The first phrase there. Why does he call them adulterous people?" And that kind of like, whoa. Of course, James is like that. I mean, James just comes down, boom, um, like an Old Testament prophet or something like that. But um, why, does he, why does he call people who make our friends with the world? Now, understand it in the right way. Um, why does he call them adulterous people? Being unfaithful, yeah. To who? To him, to God, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so when, when what he's saying here is that um, we can be friends with people, but we have to be careful of the, the, world, the world's values becoming our values. Because as the world's values become our values, whose values are we rejecting? God's, the Spirit's, Jesus's. <laughs> That's great. That's good. I like that. Okay, so you can work through this stuff um, uh, and continue to think through this stuff. There's John 17, John 15, uh, and then the world and you. So I, I encourage you to do that. All right, so um, next, next week, we're going to continue on the world. And um, just like we did this, this time, we picked out one particular with the flesh and the human nature. We picked a, one passage, one particular approach that can help us um, know how. How do we handle this stuff? How do we handle our warfare against the, the the human nature? How does that work from biblical perspective? We'll do the same thing with how does our warfare against the world? What does that look like? How do we fight that warfare? Um, so we'll, we'll 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 do that next week. So. Thank you for coming. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you again. Thank you for your word, which, um, wow, it's so real because this stuff is, is just what we see. We know, we know it's there. Um, and your word is just so uh, clear at making, making it uh, uh, evident to us. Um, help us, Lord, to uh, apply it to our lives, though, that it's not just clear in our minds, but it actually works out into... Um, the, the practical everyday living of our lives. So thank you for these people. Bless them for their, for their coming and uh, bless them in their going. In Jesus' name, amen.